Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 20 of the Sweet Seeds Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Purdy. To my right is Anthony Schulte. Across from me is Colin Ensminger and Jack Hegerberg. Go Astros. All right. Hello. All right. All right. Okay. So today we're going to be covering Detroit sports, not the Astros. Okay. Jack, let's get that clear. Um, so, yeah. Let's start off with the Red Wings. So I am not happy. I watch the Red Wings all the time. Every game that I can, I watch it, and they are falling apart right now. And that's that's kind of anticlimactic because I thought when they were going to get their pieces back from the injury reserve, they were going to be better. But now they've moved down to seventh in their division, and I'm not happy at they, all. They have a winning record in their last ten games, though. They do, yeah. Given it's by one win, but, I mean, it's still 5-4-1. and one. I mean, yeah, that's a positive, but in the best division, arguably, in hockey, you're not going to just – scrape the bottom of the barrel like that and expect to get it like into the top four and into playoff contention and right now they're way out in seventh place even behind the senators who they've been ahead of all year they're just following the detroit you know kind of way of life for sports you know staying at the bottom a little bit of a rebuild you get good and then you just fall apart they don't even get good most detroit teams yeah i don't know about the red wings i don't know much about hockey but i do know they at least have one stud in dylan larkin right I mean, yeah, Dylan Larkin did do very good in All-Star Weekend. He scored two goals in the first game in their semifinal game. Semifinal. So they do That's, have an All-Star? Yeah. Dylan Larkin was an All-Star? Yeah. I mean, and then he scored two goals game one. And then in the finals, actually, he scored a hat trick. He had three goals. So that was that was good to see. They're that guy. Dylan Larkin's just that guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with the Red Wings, there's not much to say. They're they're falling apart. They play the Oilers tonight. I'm excited to see how that's going to be, um, you know, against guys like Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, who are really those all-star guys that are going to tear you apart. So to see the defense, to see the Red Wings defense, you know, prevail against a team like that, it's going to be really exciting to see. Now, Anthony, your your happy segment. Let's go over to the Pistons. You want to take the lead on this one? Um, I mean, it's your podcast, but I guess I can. I mean, I don't want to annoy the people in the crowd too much, but I mean, the Pistons. The Pistons are in a state right now where it's you just accept. You just accept it. You're not in denial anymore. You're not upset anymore. You just accept the fact that we're going to lose most games. We made it close last night after being down 18 at one point to the Celtics. Brought it down within six in the fourth quarter. And, um, I mean, we made it a game. Our, who, uh, Jay Nivey played great. Sadiq Bey had a good game. Um, Jalen Duran had an amazing game as well. Um, it's just at a point where we got to evaluate our talent. we got to grow our talent, and we have to put them in situations where they can learn and they can grow, really. I mean, it's, it's at a point where we're going, to, we're going to lose most games. I mean, we're bricking for Vic right now. Can we still, and, like, get Vic Wembenyamba or whatever it is? Yeah, so the, the problem with that – is that it's not like the NFL where if it's a you draft, have right? the like a it's, it's a lottery, yeah. and it's not oh, like geez. if you have you could go zero and eighty two and still get the fifth pick in the draft, and it's all about really I'm a firm believer in I'm pretty sure the NBA messes with it a little bit I don't think it's a hundred percent pure I agree um, rigged there's a lot of instances that prove that case right but there's also NBA a lot of script. instances. There, yeah, I mean, the NBA script's getting juicy right now with Kyrie Irving, too. But, oh, I mean, Go I, Mavs. I hope, Mavs. I hope the Pistons can get either Scoot or Victor. Scoot, Scoot Henderson, and what people don't know about Scoot Henderson 
is that in any other draft since the LeBron 2003 draft, he is the number one overall pick by a landslide. But because of Victor Wembanyama and how Victor Wembanyama, he's being broadcast by the NBA and he has a deal with the NBA already for uh, broadcasting and showing off his games, Scoot Henderson is falling off the radar and he is going to be underappreciated, undervalued in, for his entire career. He's be underrated for his entire career. I was laughing there for a second because I, I just remembered that I saw a Victor Wembanyama clip this weekend. He got broke in a game. He he went down and put up a jumper to take the lead, and then he was playing defense and got broke by some like six five dude and just <laughs> Well you gotta think about it like this. That's the first time you've seen a low light from Victor Wembanyama all season. Yeah, that's true. And that's, the kids really the kids eighteen, nineteen years old and the things that he can do, I mean there are when you're that young you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Your things are gonna happen that aren't great. But I mean it's Victor Wembanyama. The things he could do on the court are just insane. And if the Pistons can land him, I'm happy. If we could get Scoot Henderson, I'm happy. Amin Thompson or Oscar Thompson, the Thompson twins, one of them, I'm happy, right? I'm, try- I'm starting to look more into the draft because it's- I'm starting to accept the fact that we're probably going to get the fourth or fifth pick. And Season's over. If I, if I, if I think that we're going to get the fourth and fifth pick, not getting the first pick, I'm not going to be disappointed. And if we do get the first pick, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Have you so, seen the video of like Victor's point of view when he's on a basketball court? Yes. That went around. Yes. And literally, he's just going up for a layup, and he just like just drops the ball in the basket. It's ridiculous. He's he's a freak of nature. Like, like that is when he shoots the ball. I'd imagine when he goes in the air, like he's literally shooting down on it. It seems that he could if he wanted to. Let's just oh, yeah. hope the time he got broke was a fluke. I mean, like Anthony said, he is young. He's, he's gonna young. make mistakes like that. It's just like watching one of our high school games. If a kid gets broke, the crowd's. I mean, go look wild. at his build too. I mean, yeah. he's going to get broke if you look at him. He's like a praying mantis out there. He's get injured too. Yeah. yeah. Here's my problem with the Pistons. I want to go back to them real quick. Here's my problem, Anthony. We talk about it every time the Pistons have a game. You come, you come to me and say, "Hey, this guy played good." So Jalen Duran played good, or you know, Sadiq Bay played good. Jayden Why do we keep losing then? Because if, if guys are playing good, that's where your simple. problem with talent is. It's simple. We're losing right now because there's so much talent in the NBA, and we have so much untapped talent on our team. Like Jaden Ivey's, Jaden Ivey's a rookie. Uh, Jalen Duran's a rookie. Sadiq Bay still trying to find his groove. Um, Killian Hayes still has a lot of time too. The, he he, we drafted him young. And I feel like he's still he could he could be that that guy where like fifth year he like really blossoms into something special, which is why I don't want to give up on him yet. We haven't had Kate Cunningham, who is like the main reason why people thought that we could at least be competitive. Kate Cunningham's been out almost the entire year. He's only played twelve games. In those twelve games, he averaged twenty six and six on one leg, but we haven't had him. Boyan Bogdanovich just puts up empty stats. As much as I love him, he puts up twenty one points a game on a garbage team that can't produce offense. Dwayne Casey is one of the worst coaches in the NBA. I yep. will stand by that. His mm-hmm. rotations are terrible. His late-game adjustments are terrible. He doesn't coach the team at the end of the game, and his offensive scheme is outdated and brutal to watch. I can't watch. And he switches everything on defense, and that's why we give up so many points because when you switch everything on defense and you have a young team, that doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, you're mentioning like, you like the talent on yeah. the other teams. I feel like a lot of teams are stacked nowadays. Like Their teams are like buying championships, per se. I mean, like, I feel I like mean, that, that era is really over. Bucks. I feel like these are all homegrown teams. Look at the Kings, homegrown team. The Celtics, homegrown team. Cavaliers, other than getting Donovan Mitchell, they're a homegrown team. Like, 
the these are all teams that are building on the talent that they have and they're utilizing that the the amount of talent that is being thrown into the NBA each year and that's why like you're seeing like the Brooklyn Nets they were the last ever NBA super team in my opinion I mean, how do you have James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving and only produce one playoff win? Because they I only played for like 16 games yeah, together, that, right? Yeah, that is true. That's that is true. But the fact that one year ago, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and KD were all on the same team, and now they're all on different teams other than KD, it's it's mind-boggling, and it's it's just proving that hey, you can't you can't buy a championship anymore. You gotta you gotta rebuild, and you gotta rebuild the right way if you want to have a chance. I think was the Timberwolves the also Nets? proved that. I think yes, the Timberwolves yes. also proved that. Would they give up like fifty picks for? Um, they give up like Rudy Gobert in their seventh seed. <laughs> they gave up like four <laughs> like, or five first round they picks. Tanked their future, and they're the seventh. They seed. They gave up Walker Kessler, who's one of my favorite rookies. He's a block machine. He's already a better blocker than Rudy Gobert was, in my opinion. He's averaging two blocks a game, and these are emphatic swats. These are like, and he's a, and he can he can score. Rudy Gobert is a liability on offense. All he could do was play defense, and Walker Kessler can play offense. They got Malik Beasley in that trade, who is an insane talent. Malik Beasley is a fun watch, and they got all those picks. Am I missing anybody from the Timberwolves that they got? I don't think so. The Jazz. I think you covered it. So like I mean, and they also got Lori Markkinen from the Cavs yeah. for for Donovan Mitchell. So I mean, the they blew they blew up their their team the right way. They got the also right the pieces. Jazz. I mean, I think they're what's the plan? Tenth seed? Do they get a plan? The plan is the seven, eight, nine, and ten seed. Yeah, I mean, so they're still in the playing tournament, and they right. literally gave up everybody. Yeah, so, I, I mean, they, they it clearly run. wasn't working. They it wasn't working with though. Boyan, Spida, and Rudy Gobert. Just clearly, they were they were a regular season team and. The off and the postseason just never worked out for him. Anthony, here's my question. Okay, so I think I saw this on one of your stories the other day, but do you think Sadiq Bay in his future with Detroit is going to be a sixth man kind of guy, or do you think he's going to be a starter? Sixth man, and this is why I say this is because he's very streaky. Um, you've seen him in the, his past eleven games; he's averaging around twenty points on forty three percent three point shooting. Sadiq Bay, he can go hot for 10 games, and then he could be ice cold for another 10 games, and he can shoot 4 of 26 or whatever. He's very streaky. Until he finds that consistency, he will always be a bench player. As much as I love Sadiq, and he's been one of my favorite players for his entire tenure here in Detroit so far, he's a bench player. And, I mean, even, I mean Boyan is basically what we wanted Sadiq to be all along, and Boyan's here right now. So That's next, Sadiq's off the next bench. year – with all healthy, whatever, you know, like dream lineup for you, starting five, what is it? Kay Cunningham. At the um, one. Like go well, one, two, are, three, are we four, assuming five. we draft Scoot or we draft Victor? Um, which one do you think is more realistic? Is more Scoot. Reasonable. Scoot is more realistic. So it will be Kay Cunningham, Scoot Kay. Henderson, Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, so you do forward. think you do think Boyan stays like Boyan, a starter? Boyan is staying because, I mean, he – Troy Weaver even told him that he wants uh, he wants Bogdanovich to stay, and he told Bogdanovich, "You're part of our future." Power forward. I want to look at our free agent market because we have money this off season. Can do we do? Yes, so we, we do. Could, and yeah. I feel like that's why I just want because there's not a lot of great power forward players. Is DeAndre Ayton still on the table? Because I know there was think, talks of him. No, last he got year. his extension. He did get an extension. He got his extension during the summer. That's why I really want to draft. I want to draft Victor because there's more depth at guard in the free agency class. Because all of this this free agency class coming up was going to be stacked until everybody got their extensions last summer, and now everybody that was going to be a free agent this ne- upcoming summer got uh, got their giant fifty million dollar extensions. So 
I need to look more into the free agency market. But either if we draft Victor, let's sign a good two guard. If we draft, say Scoot, we draft Victor, so go go with that. Say Victor's. Say at we four. draft Victor, it'll be uh, Cade, it'll be Ivy, Boyan, Victor, and Duran. It'll be those five, and then Killian off the bench, Alec Burks off the bench, um, Sadiq Bay off the bench, Isaiah Stewart off the bench. And we could probably find another great. Um, Sounds like a pretty good young team. Yeah, I mean, it's in dream. Imagine off after another summer of development. That's that's another summer of development. Give these guys more time to grow with each other and grow their games. I mean, would they be almost contenders or contenders then? Not contender. No, no almost, not next year. Almost. It's a in growing years, team. In two years, I could say maybe we'll be contenders. I say next year we're playing team. Okay, yeah. All right, so I want to move on to the next Detroit sports team right here. We're going to go to the Lions. So they finished They finished above 500, 9-8. and eight. I, I was very happy, but I was, I was a little disappointed because when the Lions had a true, okay, we need to win this game in the Carolina game, in Carolina, we folded. I, Big I time. About, I folded. say this about the folded Carolina game. Hard. We don't finish out the season the way we finished it without losing in Carolina. No, Carolina, Carolina, was Carolina our, sealed it. Carolina was our gut check. That Carolina game is what set it. That's that's what made made us come back down to earth. And be like, okay, we need to reevaluate this and we need to adjust and we need to because we were riding that high, right? Exactly. Of all those games in a row, one we were on a roll, and then say we beat Carolina, right? I don't think we beat Green Bay. I disagree. I don't. I disagree. I, I don't. I feel, like, I, we honestly, a, we beat I feel like we don't have that mode. We don't have that motivation after losing to Carolina. Have you heard Dan, Dan Campbell, Campbell talk? Dan Campbell. <laughs> Dan Campbell. Yes. Yes. But have you heard? Have you heard Dan Campbell talk after a really, really bad loss to a very, very mediocre team at best? I did not hear that. I can't say I did. Dan Campbell. I mean, no. he said. Uh, Dan Miller said on Woodward Sports, like three days after the game. Dan Campbell was still fuming about the loss. Dan Campbell probably whipped these guys right back into shape. He probably was like, you know what? Yeah, we lost this game, but we need to play these two games even harder than we were going to. I like, disagree. I feel like I would have rather won that game. Well, yeah, of course we would have rather we would have rather won I mean, that game. Of course, but I'm just saying. I think I don't think we have the motivation after that game. I think that gives us drive. more motivation. Winning that Carolina game, playoffs become even more real. I don't think real. we have exactly. the drive. You give us no you playoffs give us become more real. Sure, like, playoffs become more. That's also real. an eight-game win streak. Yes, or was it I, nine? I, I understand. It that was nine, that would have yeah. been seven. Seven. No, wait, no. It would have been kind of like middle ground because we lost to the Bills like right in the middle of that streak on Thanksgiving, which we should have. Oh, beat. Yeah, okay. we should have beat we the Bills too. But third and one, you go for a touchdown. Me and my dad were so angry. I mean, that. I mean, if you're you're looking at the the Panthers game, right? That should not be a game where you should be lose, worried about losing. That you should we shouldn't have started one and six. You know, like we started one and six, we we dug that hole for it for ourselves, right? That's what made it such a good story, though. Yeah, yeah, but it's a good story. But I mean, some of those, like the Seattle loss, was just that. Now the Seattle loss that is was, what lost us the season. I was at that game. How do you think I felt? <laughs> and the ref. The the Seattle the ref if, sold against that Rams if, game. If we would have won that Seattle game, playoffs would have been a much more brighter Realistic. situation. Oh, okay. Because I mean, the, if we you, beat you Seattle, you really think the Lions are going to win out after going one and six, or or only lose one game after going one? I have a six. great solution. We, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we beat Seattle, would it have been a whoever wins Green Bay Lions would have gone to the playoffs? Yes, yes. sure. Yes. yes. So if we, all right, that's what I figured. I have a so great, the Seattle, I, the Seattle game was more important than yeah, the Panthers. Yeah, game. I have what a great saying, solution that Anthony would agree with me perfectly on because he just said it. Oh jeez. Don't start this season one and six. 
Don't drop those games. <laughs> How do you the Seattle the game should have won. You should go to Harvard with that How do you idea. I know, I know. Patriots, I know. It's 29 to nothing. How do you lose that to the Patriots? That Patriots game was a very bad loss. Too. I, I feel, think I feel, people overreact to that Panthers loss. They're saying, oh, the Panthers loss lost us the season. No. No. If the Panthers loss, in my opinion, was a good loss for the time because it gave us that drive to finish the season. And it gave we should not have lost to the Patriots. Honestly, it's the Bills are a good team. But we shouldn't have lost to the Bills. And we shouldn't have lost to uh, Seattle. The Eagles game was winnable towards the end, even though I feel like we just dug ourselves too big of a hole. And we just now the unfortunate thing is, is that next year they're expected to be better. Yeah. So like, I mean, we have a good schedule for it, though. We Here's, do. But we like, have a no, good schedule. Now if they don't do it, it's going to be a disappointment, whereas this year they were expected to do bad and then did that. So Here's like, the thing, though. With our draft capital, we've got so many picks willing to – Happen like I mean yeah, with six do. with six and eighteen I d- actually thank you for bringing that up Colin I do want to go to that what are your guys's like good picks for the Lions like who do you want at six and eighteen so this was completely my perfect. idea definitely didn't steal us from anybody but uh <laughs> two defense in the first round and hope for Hendon Hooker as Bing. the uh, what? oh wow right right there. Oh, that's oh, right original oh, idea no 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 that oh, that wow. is an amazing idea right yeah. there by completely Jack. original awesome uh, didn't get it from anybody no I'm very happy with that now do we take Breezy at 18 or do we kind of go if he to falls, a defensive or, back if he falls I, it, I mean it really depends on his his combine and it depends on how teams view him because if he has a good combine and teams are valuing his tape he's going to go top 10 so you snag him at six and i say go keely ringo at 18 with the cornerback selection but if people are undervaluing breezy or breeze or however you say his last name <laughs> and and you um and his combine numbers aren't great, and he falls, and they're projecting him to go in the in the late 10s, 20s, then you go with a cornerback. At not quarter, cornerback at six. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, we should get Will Anderson, too. Like, he's going to drop. There's no way no. he's going to drop. drop. No. Zero no, chance. No, no, no. He's Will not going to drop. The only, way, the only way the Lions get him is if they trade up. The he's going to drop. Just the watch. Defense, the defensive class that's going into this draft is unbelievable. And it's, it's perfect it's timing insane. for the Lions. It's perfect timing for a defense like the Lions that needs help. And say worst case scenario, like all the people that we just mentioned want to be taken, I'm still not upset with Witherspoon at 18. I'm not. He's a corner out of corner out of Illinois. Out of Illinois. Yeah. That, <laughs> that he's, kid, a, he's a quality that, talent. He can right hit. There. Fun fact, yeah. roommate of Kirby Joseph. That's true. He, yeah. Kirby Joseph did go to Illinois. Who do you think we should resign? Oh, Jamal, okay. Jamal Williams. Williams. And he is resigning. That's he already said I, he wants to. Yeah, that's what he I said. He wants to, but he didn't resign yet. That's kind of what I love about that Panthers has game. Has anybody resigned yet? The Super Bowl hasn't even happened. Well, yeah, quiet. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy that that Panthers game happened because that made us in the front office and Dan Campbell. If he gets into that conversation, he he looks at who we have to sign or let go, and he says, okay. We need defensive pieces still. We still need defensive pieces. Yeah. We're getting at least two in the first round. But who do we sign back in terms of Deshaun Maloney, Elliott? Deshaun Elliott. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Michael Elliott. You do not resign Not Michael Brockers. Or Michael Brockers was a giant drama piece the entire season. Or Warrior needs to go. No, he, he can go, he can go to California for all I care. Like, maybe he should He's go back gone. to college. <laughs> you can Where's reverse the, that. They need to resign DJ Chark too. Yes, I like him. yeah, I love DJ yeah, Chark. He's With JMO, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DJ Chark as your three wide receivers, with and he played, some developing talent he on the really bench. Well there's those two. There's two. Those two. Like I don't want to say irrelevant, but kind of irrelevant receivers: Reynolds and Raymond. 
They played. They're, they're kind of hype. Khalif Raymond's out, like a they, stud they, they special legit. teams guy. He is a really. They played their hearts out. And when yeah. DJ Chark wasn't injured, because DJ Chark was injured most of the season, but towards the end of the he season, was? he really turned it up. Yes, yeah, he was. He was. So he was. He really turned it up at the end of the season. That's why I'm like, yes, we need to resign him because him healthy. He played like Jacksonville. DJ Chark. Him. Jared Goff had good chemistry. Yes, too. they did. Yes, they did. Here's here's the thing I'll say about that one and six start to the season. If you look back at those games or you were watching them very close, part of us losing those games was Goff not being able to find his receivers. Their yeah. defenses did a very good job at sealing their, you know, their like routes and especially the Patriots. Oh, yeah, especially the Patriots. And okay, the Patriots sealed the run game too. They sealed. They everything. pretty much sealed everything. So did the Panthers. That run game was god awful. Like they ran up the middle every time. They just had to say they that. run defense. They, they either they ran up the middle. They either ran a dive or I think. Well, my dad and they is got also, fifty yards. My dad is also like a part-time defensive coordinator, so he knows what he's talking oh, about. Yeah. They were running. They were running either an inside zone or they were running like a power where they would pull both guards and there would be nobody there. Aiden Hutchinson was rapping with his arms all game because he couldn't catch their running backs. I mean, he was just sitting back doing nothing. I mean, you can't win a game like that. You really can't. And what was it, like 280-some rushing yards in that game? Yeah. Unbelievable. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, I want to ask you a question. Hey. Do you think that the Detroit versus Dallas game this year, what were your thoughts about the Detroit versus Dallas game? I want to get I want to get Texas. In I remember watching it, but, I mean, I don't remember exact detail. But I was, you know, as a Cowboys fan, I wasn't really surprised when we, like, beat them. I was completely expecting it. And I think we like we ran pretty good against them. So it was never really a close game, I don't think. They didn't really stand a chance, personally. So kind of wish we played them in playoffs, but yeah. I guess it's whatever. You I think know. the Lions didn't score a touchdown in that game. I think it was 24 to 6. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, right. unfortunately, though, that's all the time we're going to have for today. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sweet Seats. Tune in Friday for episode 21 when Tyler T. Rat Ratliff covers Michigan versus MSU men's basketball and the Super Bowl. This has been Kyle, Anthony, Colin, and Jack saying so long, everyone.